Hi, good morning. I'm making this recording from Singapore, and it's a it's a nice morning in Singapore because the past few days has been raining、um, quite badly, and I think the particular day was flooded. But of course, the flooding in Singapore is、uh, minor as compared to other countries, but. Um, normally, because Singapore is such a small country, when it floods, it really has a very negative rippling effect, especially、uh, along streets. And、um, well, because of congestion with the flood,、um, it will slow down transportation time and 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 all that. So, but that's not what I'm going to talk about today. I I like to link something that happened. Uh, about two three days ago, it was announced, and and how things unravel, and and now things unravel again. And what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about the sudden decision to form the European Super League, and I'm going to link this to economics, just to tell my listeners here who are very loyal, who are listening to me, that economics, when the study of economics, doesn't have to be Uh, very dry and and too academic and too structured. Sometimes you can use something that is very interesting and link it, and then、uh, find an application. Because economics is all about application. It's about、uh, observing human nature,、um, and then trying to make predictions out of what we we observe is human nature. All right, correct. So,、um, if if we take it at a very basic level, the European Super League is a few very big countries. Ah,、uh, sorry, big professional、uh, football clubs: Manchester United, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Chelsea. They feel that because of the pandemic,、um, perhaps their balance sheet is not doing too well. They're not getting revenues because they are playing to empty stadiums. Um, uh, they they are not getting enough money, right? Correct. So what what's happening now is that they are thinking of forming another uh breakaway league, and to them they feel that there's nothing wrong because their concept here is to actually play, uh, play uh during weekdays, mid midweek. Correct. So the idea is everything is still the same, but they feel that there is a crowd demand、uh, to watch more, uh, more world class football, and somehow other they also justify that the revenue increased revenue will also help the lower clubs. But I think the the problem here is they they have forgotten how fanatical the ground level. Uh, feel about football. I I think, I think the owners of some of these football clubs have forgotten how this simple game of football actually can unite a country even uh during huge unemployment, uh during tragedy, and and all that football to some children in poverty is like a religion. Just like cricket, 
you know, uh, he, he has this kind of um, very myth, mythical kind of uh, feeling where when people are down and people want to be lifted and they, they see their national club or their home club win, you know, win and, and beat a, a, a big team, there's this fairy tale feeling that, yes, if my, my home team can big, beat a very big team, surely I can get out of my problem. So there's this, there's this narrative that's linked to football that I guess that, that was misjudged. And, but in terms of economics, initially it does make sense, right? Um, when you're talking about increasing revenue, you're getting the same players to play an extra game. So, so it's, it's almost like a boxing match where, where I, I have, I, I, I have a, a, a main event on Friday night. But then, um, I, I have a minor game. I have a minor game, maybe on Wednesday. And, and, uh, people who cannot afford me to watch my championship match on Friday can see me fight against somebody on, you know, maybe a, a weaker opponent, uh, but you can still see me fight, right? You, you can still, uh, see me fight. You can, um, perhaps even sit at the same, uh, uh, boxing arena, right? Correct. But you just won't be at a main event. So, so the concept here they have is the, 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 the concept here they have is the more boxing, uh, the, the more sports, sport events is a win-win. All right. It's a win-win. Right. Correct. And, and maybe the world wants to watch more of Ronaldo versus Messi. Correct. But in the current format, um, they, there may not be any more chance to watch like, uh, Ronaldo versus Messi. But with the concept of European Super League, they can. But as I said already, um, they have forgotten that footballers are humans who need time to rest. They've forgotten that for Ronaldo and Messi to reach world-class level, they also need to rest from the injuries. They, they can't just, you just give them some money and they tell them to play because it's very, um, very taxing. So, uh, in terms of economics, it's very interesting. During economics, it's about a club trying to survive, trying to earn money, trying to add value to their shareholders. But I think the fallout here is that they they don't realize that they have two types of shareholders, stakeholders. The first stakeholder, obviously, is the stakeholder, the 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 shareholder, the stakeholder that actually bought the shares of the company, if assuming it's listed. And the other stakeholders is what I call the emotional stakeholder. Maybe you, you, you support Manchester because maybe you live in Manchester and maybe, um, uh, for all your life, uh, you live in Manchester. So just, just happens that Manchester United and Manchester City, well, uh, is, uh, your, your, there's something emotional about it, right? Correct. Uh, you watch the, the team play. Um, you, you, you eat at the cafe, you grew up in the area. So, I, I personally feel that the European Super League, the, the mistake that we can learn from this is 
we cannot just use economics uh, balance sheet concept to say, okay, more games, more revenue, and that's it. Because what a lot of people didn't realize is the X factor, the emotional... In, in econs, we call it the externality. Some positive externality to it that you can't put a dollar sign to it about football. And 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 personally, I I feel very happy that the European Super League did not go through. As an economist, I thought it was interesting, the concept of it. Because don't forget this, no, my friends. Maybe on weekdays, they can give more chances for the reserves to play. But that's the problem. When when you have this European Super League, you wouldn't want to watch reserves play, right? You want to watch Lionel Messi, uh, uh, Suarez, and, and, and all these players. And uh, uh, you want these people to, to play and watch them at their best. So that's, that's where the problem comes in. Do you want them to be... Do, they, do you think that they can be at the best playing twice a week without injury? Or do you want them to give their all, all the best in the current format of Champions League? And then winner takes all. So I, I, I think is there's this what I'm very happy is that there's this fairy tale feeling about the game that I support. And I'm very happy. Right. I used to be a man Man United fan, but now I well maybe I, I, I support Liverpool, but I, I hated Liverpool last time. But you see, by me talking about this, it shows that football takes some center stage in my life, not just the money, not just because it got good players. It's like, you know, I can remember all the good games that Man United and, and Liverpool played, and, or Man United and Arsenal played, right? That, that there's this form of reference that we have, right? It's not just balance sheet, dollars and cents. It's this emotional attachment that we have. Like, like sometimes when Man United actually won the, the Champions League, many of us remember what we were doing. Well, for me, I was watching the match. But I can remember what happened when, when Dave Beckham actually hit the ball uh, from his own half and it, it, went, you know, it was one of the most spectacular goals I've seen. Right, correct. Dave Beckham. So, I, I made this recording longer than usual and I think that the lesson we learn about European uh, Super League is if the, the individual clubs need more money, correct? Then I think they, they have to have innovative ways of trying to... If, if building stadiums do not work, then perhaps once the COVID gets better, the, the team can travel, right? They can travel and, and, and have a different format where Manchester United can come down to Asia and then they can get their revenue. But having a, a European Super League is not the best idea. It's a desperate idea, short-run uh, idea. And now, the people who actually propose these com- com- uh, 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 teams like Man United and Liverpool, now they have a public relations nightmare that they have to... You know, at the back of mind, the, the supporters will say, hey, you know something? You you tried, you, you, you tried to have the ESL, you know? So, I, I think now they have to come up with a, a public relations uh, kind of way because when they formed the ESL, they didn't inform the fans. They didn't ask for any voting. There wasn't any referendum or any, nothing. They just did it. So now, they, it's, a, it's almost like a public relations nightmare and they have to now think about how they can get back 
the, the support of the fans. Right. So thank you for listening to this longer podcast. And if I can, I'd like to uh, mention about ESL and, and what we can learn about ESL in our recording. If you need tuition or help in economics, you can contact me 9674-9640 or you can email me colinongts at hotmail.com. Right? colinongts at hotmail.com. Thank you very much.